Welcome to the Kennedy Events Podcast, where we feature top marketing, communications, and future of work leaders and share their biggest takeaways and insights. We love these conversations and hope you will too. Let's get started. Welcome to the Kennedy Events Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Buck. This episode is brought to you by Kennedy Events. We create stress-free conferences and events, providing expert management and design for all your corporate event needs, from in-person to hybrid and virtual events. You can learn more about us at kennedyevents.com. I have Chad Franzen here of Rise25 today, who has done thousands of interviews. And today we've flipped the script and he will be interviewing me. Chad, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Paige. Great to be here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Hey, uh, today, this is kind of a special edition of your podcast. It is your year in review episode where we kind of look back on some of your favorite episodes over the course of the past year. Tell me how uh, the podcast went for you over the past year. Yeah, it's been incredible. I think, um, first of all, I get a ton of energy from talking to people in our industry uh, and and like across many industries. Um, I learn a ton. It is fun to sort of turn on the curiosity, uh, you know, part of me. And I I like getting a chance to bring that to these discussions. Great. Awesome. So it's the uh, Kennedy Events Podcast, as all your listeners know. And the first episode that we'll talk about is called The Future of Work, Trends, Challenges, and Opportunities. Your guest was Erica Pichardo-Lay, the head of client relations at Capita Works. What can you tell me about uh, that conversation and that episode? Yeah, well, what I loved about talking with Erica was learning um, first how their company, um, which is um, has headquarters here in San Diego, um, but specializes in um, like what's called like um, instead of instead of um, offshoring, it's like nearshoring is one tor- term for it. Um, placing um, Mexico-based uh, staff in uh, U.S. and companies and beyond. And they really harnessed the opportunity during COVID when folks fully embraced having virtual workers. Um, and she talked about building a business that started from scratch with an EOS model, which is an entrepreneur organization um, system, which mm-hmm. I envy, uh, and how their core values serve them. And I just love, I loved hearing all of that. And I also love little tidbits she shared about uh, you know, being a woman, a woman who has like grown up in Mexico and the U.S., went to school in the U.S. And we talked a little bit about cultural differences and understanding how to get the best out of your team when you have, you know, people from different cultures and backgrounds. So that was a lot of fun. How much do you think people underestimate the difference in culture when you're working with, you know, people from different countries? Well, I think that we uh you know western cultures tend to take for granted that everybody uh like is somehow aspiring to be more like us and act more like us when uh that doesn't mean we've got it we've got it all um we've got it all figured out um i think yeah we hugely underestimate that even if you are cultivating uh you know a team of like that embraces diversity equity and inclusion you can't possibly perceive all of the all of the differences. Yeah, I don't doubt it. The uh, next episode that we'll discuss um, is called "Navigating the New Normal of Workplace Culture and Experience" with Kim Albert of Udemy. Um, she is the senior director at Udemy. 
What do you remember about that episode? So this was an incredible discussion because we know Kim um, as a client and a good friend. She's a close friend of my business partners. And then she and I haven't seen each other since um, uh, my business partner's daughter's bat mitzvah. Um, <laughs> but Kim has an incredible job um, in uh, and had really not been, I don't think she'd been on her team maybe a year when COVID started. And hearing the tale of what it was like to be in a job that seemed like it was essential to in-person work, real estate, and like the physical nature of everybody's mm -hmm. office experiences around the world for this incredible San Francisco-based company, and how they had to shift what her team can do. And what we talked about, and this is a parallel for our team here at Kennedy Events, was how they had to be incredibly nimble and resourceful. But as a result, what they have are like metaphorically a team with like much stronger muscles and muscles that they never would have had to develop, at, you know, otherwise a whole like, you know, massive toolbox of skills that they're cross-trained in that they had to figure out on the fly. They went from being folks who were primarily, not primarily concerned, but like with you know, the physical look and feel of the office and like, does the coffee machine run and just is, is security at the front desk when they need to be to how are we going to implement like multiple new levels of technology to do things like let only the people who have already given their proof of vaccine in the doors oh, wow. or, or notify somebody, you know, have a mechanism for notifying teams of COVID exposure. Um, yeah. So from being like, yeah, people who are concerned with real estate and uh, physical design of spaces to technology, you know, to real tech experts as well. Would you say Kennedy Events had to make similar pivots? You know, had to oh make <laughs> major readjustments as well. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean that, and that's why that was such a fun conversation because, uh, as I'm, most folks who survived in our industry, um, you know, you could only bury your head in the sand for a few weeks there before you had to figure out. How are we going to continue to bring people together? Uh, what will we have to learn? What will we have to master? And how will we persuade people that this, you know, that sitting here and meeting over video uh, can be compelling in the right, you know, in the right uh, circumstances? And she had a similar, she had a similar challenge on the other end of like bringing people back to work. And the use of the space is entirely different. They've like shifted up the layout of the space, how they activate the space, how they encourage people um, to make the most of it uh, while still honoring people working remotely. So yeah, some parallel parallel challenges, really nice to have some like uh, sneak peek into her world. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people who run their own business can, uh, can would be able to relate to this episode. Uh, the yeah. next one we'll talk about is Cultivating Relationships in Partner Marketing with Maeve Naughton, President and Owner of MKN Consulting Group. Uh, what can you tell me about this one? Well, so Maeve is incredible because she does something very niche in our industry, which is she develops um, event sponsorship programs. Uh, and that can either sound really easy or really daunting depending on your orientation to the work, but it is, it's the revenue engine for major events. It, you know, besides selling tickets, selling sponsorships is something that a lot of our clients 
hope to be able to do with a large user conference or summit, uh, you know, but that doesn't mean they have the first idea how. Often they're going and just looking, I mean, as we all do, start from what you know, uh, you know, what is, you know, uh, what is it like copying somebody's like the highest form of flattery? Mm-hmm. You, know, you go look at other industry events, you go, how are they doing it? How are they pricing it? What are they offering? Okay, let's build something like that. But what Maeve knows is how to build a sponsorship offering, price it right, offer the right sort of um, experiences during the event, and how to nurture those relationships, like dirt, both in the run up to the event at the event itself, and then how to make sure that the sponsors take what they get, which is ultimately opportunities to meet their clients um, and make the most of them afterwards so that the it becomes like, you know, an ongoing virtuous cycle. They want to spend money getting in front of your customers and then they love what they get out of it and they know how to how to leverage that into new business for themselves. Okay. Wow. Sounds like a good one. Uh, the next one is called um, Cultivating Your Marketing Approach for Customer Trust with Julie Liu of Avpoint. She is the Senior Vice President of Global Marketing at Avpoint. Yeah, Julie is a powerhouse. Um, what I love about talking to her is um, I have a lot of admiration for many of our clients and I only you know get to see a sliver of what their day-to-day looks like because while they might be working with us on producing uh you know a massive um conference or summit um they that's a small portion of their overall responsibilities so i got mm-hmm. to talk to julie about her bigger job where she goes to um get marketing industry insights and she is just a very like data driven uh mind so you know she's reading gartner group reports and studying trend lines and, you know, really has her ear to the ground of what's taking place in her industry. And then like in the broader, uh, you know, marketplace of where her clients play. Uh, so it's fun to learn, you know, what a daunting and impressive like job she has and how she wraps her arms around it. Having talked to her, would you say it, it's valuable to have a data-driven mind or at least to have somebody with a data-driven mind? Yeah, well, a hundred percent. And I was like, wow, when would you find time to read those Gartner reports? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to read them, reflect on them, you know, like synthesize that into what, what do you need to change about your approach? Um, and she's doing that constantly. Okay. The, uh, the final one we'll talk about is, uh, the fundraising courtship, strong, strong relationships and engaging events as the bedrock of any nonprofit with Susan Jacobson, president of Glavin Jacobson. What can you tell me about that episode? Susan and her team are folks I really admire here in the Bay Area. And they, I know this is sort of a pivot from what we've been talking about so far, which have been, you know, for-profit corporations um, bringing like user conferences to life um, or, you know, dealing with the trials and tribulations of expanding their offerings during COVID. Susan's company uh, are fundraising experts for nonprofits. And I'd say 25% of our business are um, fundraisers or fundraising related um, events for the nonprofit community. We get a lot of our energy. I think it's what like fuels some of our teams like continued drive getting to 
uh, feel like we're giving back and contributing to um, the success of these organizations. And Susan, that's what she does all day, every day. Um, and what I loved for her was her, she impressed me. She impressed upon me that like the type of businesses whose relationships we share, when they build the expertise in-house to hold a fundraiser, even if year one, it doesn't make any money in that room and year two and year three and year four and year five, it takes so much effort to make that happen, to get the board, to bring their friends, to get as the board gets smarter to like actually raise money and go out to the right people, you're building an engine. And like, once you've built it, you need to keep the engine running. Like it is bigger than just what happens in that room. And it, um, it's often something that I try to express to our clients that the, that an event, whether for-profit or nonprofit, the event is way bigger than the experience in the room itself. But she did a really great job of expressing how um, in the nonprofit and then the fundraising world, the relationships that are being built, the impression that you're making in the community about your um, your relative clout or the importance of your work are all um, pieces that come out of that event and contribute to like why it's essential that you hold it. When you are working with nonprofits, is there a difference in um, the way you hold the event for a nonprofit compared to a, a for-profit or is it you know, an event is an event. Well, the logistics of and the principles that kind of underlay how we do what we do mm -hmm. remain the same. Um, but the events have very different flavors. Um, and well, as do corporate events um, can come in all flavors. And what's mm -hmm. nice is I think for us that the we can bring the um, like the spark of uh uh, of a real like strong marketing message focus, for instance, coming out of our corporate experience to the nonprofit community, and we can bring the like nonprofit like passion and connection, connecting to the heart, and being really um, uh, working really hard on the storytelling that you do um, that helps people feel connected and like passionate about being in the room. We can bring some of that. Uh, that our nonprofit clients tend to do naturally and know they need to harness, we can take that and bring it back to our corporate clients. Okay. Sounds good. Hey, uh, these sound like five great episodes that we've talked about today. Um, what are you looking forward to with the podcast in the near future? Uh, I'm, well, uh, I'm excited and exhausted just thinking about recording six episodes between now and next Wednesday when I get on a plane to go see my family. Um, but I'm excited to talk to a bunch of new people in our broader industry um, who are producing, you know, it, it sounds like I'm meeting, I'm going to get to meet some people on these podcasts who have whole uh, slates of events under, that they're responsible for within their companies. Um, and I'm excited to just learn from them what's changing, how they uh, make themselves invaluable to their, like, to their C-suite. So that uh, events don't get taken for granted, but are seen again as like a real like marketing um, opportunity, or uh, often also an HR opportunity um, to prove your value and you know create a real sense of cohesion with your team. Okay. Hey, we'll we'll look forward to checking those episodes out. Hey, uh, Paige, it's been great to talk to you today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jack. So long, everybody.
thanks for listening to the Kennedy Events Podcast. Come back next time and be sure to click subscribe to get future episodes. <laughs>